Miss Dale, Chapter 14, Elena. The yard had disappeared indoors and I pushed myself up to sitting, but a hot, sickening darkness rushes around me and I collapse back down. My face burns with frustration not being strong enough to stand. Come on, human girl, get up. Mousetrap pushed the back of my neck like he could lift me up himself. I must sit up again, but my legs won't work. It's all right. Mousetrap stands on my shoulder, his teeth and claws poised for attack. You can't run away yet. I'll protect you until you can. I remember how Mousetrap took on the wolf pack, and I can't help but smile. I exhale slowly and focus on trying to move my feet. A sharp cramp seizes one of them, and I stifle a cry of pain. The porch balustrades curl on my back, help support me. One of the wooden spindles snaps free and reaches towards my hand before I erupt with bright red blossoms. I blink at them in confusion. Oh, the house likes you. Elena sweeps back through the door with a beaming smile, a ball balanced on her head, blankets under her arms and a steaming tray in her hands. She loads everything onto the porch and tucks the fire-worn blankets around my chest and legs. The cramp in my foot subsides and my body tingles back to life. I stare at Elena, unsure to be scared or grateful. She finishes pushing with the blankets, pours the tea into a mug and passes it to me. I shake my head. The tea could be poisoned. Her friendly smile is some sort of trap. What happened to your elk? Alina asks, picking up the ball and a small basket of mushrooms. She heads as close to Yuri, smokes his neck and places the basket under his nose. He munches the mushroom before I can tell him not to. Was it wolves? Alina takes a cloth from the ball and washes Yuri's wounds. He stops whining and becomes calm. So I wonder if Elena is using witchcraft on him. She doesn't seem dangerous, Mousetrap whispers in my ear. Maybe was right to bring us here after all. The roof nods in agreement. Your house? I say without thinking, then I press my lips tight shut. I'm still not sure I should talk to you, a Yaga. Our house is special, Elena smiles. I'm sorry if it scared you. It's young and still learning how to behave. She moves away from Yuri and sits on the porch steps, closer to me. It's nice my mother because I was forced to remain hidden in the forest. The house is terrible at it. It's far too friendly and curious. Are you witches? The question falls in my mouth before I can stop it. No. Elena shakes her head. Not the sort you think we are anyway. We won't eat you. She winks. I promise. I glance towards the bone fence. Oh, those bones are sold, Elena asks. They're just decoration that have been passed down for generations. They beckon the dead. Back in the dead? A chill runs through me and I wish I had accepted the mug of tea, if only to had something warm to hold. Lady glances at the door and leans close to me. We guide the dead to the star, she whispers. But it's meant to be a secret, so don't tell mother I told you. I nod slowly. I'm not sure what guiding the dead exactly, but Lady has such an easy smile, I can't imagine it's anything bad. Music swells inside the house. The excited strumming of dramas accompanies the rhythmic drumming of dancing feet. The bone fence rattles and the flaming skulls sway the whole house heaves and bobs in time to the beat. A window slides open and I smell the rich creamy food that makes my stomach rumble. Are you hungry? Lena asks. I follow her gaze to the tray, as well as tis a bowl of mushroom stroganoff, a couple of fish rolls and a thick slice of rye bread. I'll sample the foods. Mousetrap jumps leaves on my shoulder and rushes to the tray edge of the tray. Ah, a weasel. Is it your pet? Lena breaks off a small piece of bread and places out in front of him. I'm nobody's pet, Mousetrap scowls. He's so cute, Elena explains. Clean not understand Mousetrap squeaks and squeals. Her finger hovers over his back and she wants to stroke him. Mousetrap flashes canine steps over the bread and falls a fish roll from the plate. The food is good, he mumbles. You should eat. But I hesitate. 
Still sure they were safe. Then a dog bounds out of the front door and skids to Elena's feet. Wolf! Yui screams. That's not a wolf, it's a dog. My jaw drops. That's one of Antoli's dogs, Nessa. Instantly I'm on guard. The Jaeger must have eaten Antoli because he never leaves his dogs. What have you done with him, I demand? She has to open Antoli. Nessa rolls her eyes and rests her head in Elena's lap. Elena and her mother are Antoli's friends. Do you know Antoli? Elena asks, roughly Nessa's ears and leaning down to kiss her snout. Yes, he's my... my... I searched the right word, but I can't find one. How do you know him? I turn the question around, so suspicious. Antony never told me any friends in the forest. Antony and his mother have been friends for as long as I remember. He often leaves his dogs with us when he goes exploring. He likes collecting stories for his bear child. Elena's eyes widen. That's you, isn't it? She looks down at my feet and blushes. I should have guessed. I was distracted by you falling, then the house moving, then your elk. Your yanker, she beams. I've always wanted to meet you. I've heard such about you from Antony. You almost feel like family. I frown with annoyance. He never told me about you. Oh, he's not allowed to. Mother made him promise. Yaga, people living in houses like ours are very secretive because of the whole guy in the dead thing. Lena's eyes sparkle. I bet he told you a few tales, though. I nod. Think of all the stories Anthony's told that mention a house with chicken legs. He said there was truth in them. I'd love to hear one. Lena pours a fresh mug of tea opposite to me. I can tell you which bits are true. This time I accept the tea. Take a sip and sigh as heat trickles into my body. There's a story of the bears, Sar and the Yaga. I glance up, wondering if Elena knows anything about the humans turning into bears. I haven't heard that one. Elena smiles and leans back against the porch balustrades. Mousetrap finishes the fish while he's been eating, wipes his whiskers and burps loudly. Nessa, you in the house's front windows all turn me expectantly. And so I begin the story, as Anthony would, with Once Upon a Time. The Bear, Sar and the Yaga. Once upon a time, the bear, Sar, the king of the forest, found a crumbling castle hidden behind towering pines. Gold paint peeled from its onion-domed roof and brambles crowded its great halls. The bear, Sar's fat berry bow crumpled. The castle felt familiar, but he didn't understand why. He was old and his memories had faded, so he lay down, rested his chin upon his paws and tried to remember. Images shimmered at the edges of his mind, dancing with a lady telling stories to a child. The bear, Sar, Felt he'd lived here once with a wife and child. He couldn't remember when or where his family were now. The bear longed to know the truth, so he rose with huge paws and set off to ask the help of the Yaga, who lived deep in the deepest part of the forest. A witch and a sage, the Yaga was said to hold all the wisdom of the souls departed. Don't go, cried the birds. Baby Yaga's iron teeth that will crunch you up. My hide is tougher than iron, laughed the bear Tsar. She'll not crunch me up. Don't go, will the tree spirits. Baby Yaga's cooking pot can boil ten bears. And the bear, sir, stronger than twenty bears, shall not get me in a cooking pot. Don't go, howl the wolves. Baby, I will steal your soul and send you to the world. I'm old, the bear, sir, sighed. My soul is leaving this world soon anyway. I want to remember my life before I go. And he stopped behind, before a fence of skull and bones. Behind the fence, a wooden house rose upon chicken legs and turned to the bear. Its windows blinked like eyes, its mouth opened like a mouth, its door opened like a mouth yawning. Out stepped a yard with bony legs and crooked teeth. What do you want? She snapped. I have no time for bears. Please, dear Yaga, help me remember my life. I believe I had a wife and child once. I want to know what happened to them. The Yaga's eyes sparkled with curiosity. Your soul is more than bear and help you remember. A gate in the fence creaked open, but the Yaga held up a hand. My price is high, dealing death and souls. If you enter this house, you won't come out. The bear looked back at the forest. He loved whispering trees and chatting animals, but knew it was time. Time to move on. 
He turned the egg and nodded his great head. I'm all ready. All I want, remember, all I want is to remember before I go. The porch floorboards creaked beneath the bare tar's weight and the door widened and let him throw inside. Inside the house was warm. A cooking pot large enough to boil ten bears bubbled over the fire. Sit, the egg pointed to a chair growing from the floor. It grew and grew and grew until it was big enough to hold the bear. And he sat and rested his old bones. The egg brought a bowl of kvass and a basket of cherries and he ate and drank his belly was full. Then the yager played music on a five-string goosley that sounded like rain chime on a pebble-bill brook. Memories flooded the bare tar's mind, clear as waters of the silver stream in the summer. He saw a cabin near the forest, smelled the sap of freshly chopped trees, remembered he'd been a woodsman. He heard his wife singing, his child's soft cheek against his own, and remembered he'd been a father full of warmth and joy. Then he saw the lime tree that saw the forest, remembered asking it for more and more. His heart twisted with remorse for his greed, and he felt burning anger at being cursed to live as a bear. Tears filled his eyes as he watched his child fight the curse and leave to the human world. He watched helpless as his wife's heart broke as you wonder how I'd cave alone. The Yaga stopped playing and held the bear to Sar's paw. I remember the bear whispered, I remember it all. His great body trembled, memories bitter with loss and regret, but sweet with generosity and love. Then it's time to go. The Yaga lifted the bear to Sar up and he felt like as light as a spring breeze. He turned to his great bare body lying still in the chair and looked out to see his callous woodsman's hands. His wedding band shone on his finger and a bark bracelet woven by his child caressed his wrist. What do you take me to the stars after the Yaga as she led him across the room to the large back gateway through the world? Memories of my wife and child, the bear smiled, stepped through the gate and disappeared forever in the twinkling darkness.